In a world of what are yous, welcome to the place where the answer is always human. My name is Natalie and you're listening to Some Kind of Brown, a podcast about mixed and multiracial life, current events, and ways to build the best life by a southern girl who's trying to figure it out for herself. What is up, beautiful people? We are back. It is the last week of Pride Month, which is absolutely insane. I spent the first part of this month just kind of dreading and anticipating Pride, and then kind of the last part of the month just recovering from Pride. Don't get me wrong, Pride was absolutely amazing, and I have absolutely no regrets. Oh my gosh. If you listened to my pre-Pride episode, you know that I was very concerned about how my family would react, about being disowned, just generally a lot of things. And that came from growing up in a strict background and hearing both of my parents say very negative things about both, both people who are homosexual or queer and about transgender people. Unfortunately, one parent in particular has said very nasty things about transgender people, and needless to say, I was not expecting things to go well after I posted my pictures of myself and my girlfriend. If you haven't seen those pictures, you can check them out on Instagram. My girlfriend looks absolutely adorable, and she... It was so amazing for us to come out together. I say that, but she actually came out to her friends before Pride. It was just her first time fully dressing like herself, being able to express herself. So in that way, she came out. And for me, I only had a couple friends who knew and it was just fully coming out. Pride itself was really interesting. I didn't know what to expect. It was my first Pride ever and then I was coming out. Of course, my girlfriend and I dressed up all crazy. I had pink eyebrows. And let me tell you, I might make those a permanent thing because pink eyebrows are kind of awesome. If you want to experiment with your hair and you're afraid of messing up your natural hair color or ruining your hair, eyebrows go back pretty quickly. I don't know. I'm kind of on in this weird place. I want to change my eyebrow color. Anyway, I digress. I went into Pride and I don't know, I didn't really have as, have many expectations. I knew there was going to be live music, I knew there were going to be vendors and booths, and there were a few things that surprised me. There were actually a few churches that had booths that said that they were very, very inclusive. Of course, I'm kind of wary of that because I grew up in the Bible Belt and I don't, don't know if it's kind of like they're trying to suck you in and then you know, start the conversion process. Not conversion therapy necessarily, but using pride, it's just another way to recruit people under the guise of caring about them and embracing their sexuality and their gender expression. Oddly enough, there was also a satanic, what were they called? The the satanic temple had a booth. And when I was in Arkansas, they had a massive Baphomet statue that they put up at our Capitol. And I was there when they did it. And now that group was up here in Michigan. So that was hilarious to me that that there was that connection. 
But aside from the booths, and of course, now we both have flags. I don't know why we never had one before. My girlfriend got a trans pride flag, and I got the Philadelphia or Philly version of the general pride flag with the brown and black stripe. And they're hanging over our respective sides of the bed. It's really, I don't know, it's really colorful and it makes us really happy to just have that and know that we are both secure in ourselves and in our relationship and are taking steps to make our outside lives match what our inside lives have looked like. There was something kind of interesting that happened at Pride and you know, for my last episode, and if you've ever listened to any of my episodes, I'm not a perfect person. I make mistakes. I, I'm just like everybody else. I have thoughts that are not the greatest. When I was walking with my girlfriend, everyone would stop her and tell her how cute she was. And of course, that was an amazing experience for both of us because it was just validating. Up until then, it was just me saying, you look adorable. You are pretty. You can wear that. So I was really, really happy and excited to see all these people validating her and giving her this feedback. But I kind of felt invisible and that bothered me for all of about five minutes until I had a little bit of a revelation. Number one, I was being a little selfish and while sometimes it is totally okay to be selfish, we were both coming out and I had a little bit of an expectation that people would care that I was out, but there is a huge difference between my coming out and my girlfriend's coming out. Maybe five, ten years ago, it would have been a big deal for me to come out as queer, but luckily, it's not as big a deal anymore. There are tons of people who identify as pansexual, as bi, as lesbian. These kinds of things are now accepted, and I'm not necessarily going to say they're the norm, but they're not as shocking for people, and it's not, mm, I want to say it's not as dangerous, but there is still a lot of discrimination. I am pretty sure, though, statistically, that... People who fall on the queer spectrum but are cisgendered still face less violence day to day. And I fully recognize that saying that comes from a place of privilege. Just recently, there were two teen lesbians that were violently attacked. And I do not want to belittle the experience of queer teens and young adults who are kicked out or disowned from their families and face a lot of violence there. That absolutely is horrific, and I'm not, again, trying to, to dismiss that, but it's probably a bias that I have being with someone who is transgender. I'm more afraid for her safety in her life rather than mine, because while I present as a cisgendered woman, which I am, you can't, you know, clock me immediately as someone who's queer. Unless we're walking down the streets together and holding hands, which we do often. But there is a fear that someday I'm walking with my girlfriend and something happens, she's clocked, or someone from her past recognizes her, anything like that, and then we face violence. We know that people are killed still 
here for being transgender and that's just a fear that I have specifically because of my partner. Not to say I wouldn't worry about that if I wasn't dating someone who's transgender, but it's personal and it's very close, so it might skew my view of how progressive people are towards people who are queer on the LGBTQIA spectrum. All these kinds of things and experiences color your perception, and I'm aware of that. I just wanted to communicate how my relationship shapes that I look at things. For me, if I was complimented, it was because of how I looked, and that's very easy for me to change and not necessarily tied to my identity. For her, it was a very different story. For my girlfriend, coming out and dressing the way she was able to was a massive deal. Transgender people face a level of violence and discrimination and just disgusting vitriol online and in person. They go through the stress of not wanting to be clocked. I've looked at so many Reddit threads with her and just seen what people other transgender people are going through and just the fears that they have. My coming out was a big deal for me personally, and it's great that I am embracing myself and being public, but it is so brave of my girlfriend to dress like the cute and beautiful woman that she is. She got compliments it was beyond just looking beautiful. It was telling her that she had a place in this world, that she was beautiful, that she's cute, that it doesn't matter that she's taller or what stage of her transition she's in. So many people validated her existence and her experience, and that was just so important. Honestly, there were a couple times that I wanted to cry because I just looked at her and saw her face and how happy she was getting that validation. It honestly was an amazing experience and I would not change anything. Well, it's <laughs> a lie. I probably would have changed how painful it was for me towards the end. However, overall, it was just an amazing experience. We got to meet a lot of other trans people, a lot of people in the community. It, it's kind of funny, you know that in Grand Rapids, in this bigger city, there are, there's a high population or a higher population of more open-minded people, but it's not every day that you see people blatantly out and representing themselves and celebrating themselves. And it gives a completely different, well, it gave a completely different vibe to the city. And that's something else that I realized. My girlfriend first started telling me about Grand Rapids. She told me there was a lot of diversity. We have a lot of different populations of people. It, it's just highly diverse, except for the suburb we live in, which is a little more predominantly white. But due to just one, me not being able to get out very much, and two, where we live in the suburb, I hadn't really experienced that. But holy cow, there were so many people of color at Pride, and they were killing it. And just being around all of these people really, really made me feel at home, and it made me start thinking of intersectionality. 
when we were meeting people who were trans, there were trans people of color, and we know that the violence against trans people of color is higher than white transgender people. I don't even know how to process that because the violence against white transgender people is pretty significant as well, and I don't want to be dismissive of that, but there's just Like I said, so much bravery during Pride. I was so happy for everybody and just being their absolute fabulous selves. I cannot tell you how many people I saw who were working it, who were just unabashedly themselves, and I hope they live that way in their everyday life. I don't know. I just wanted to be friends with everybody. There were also some lesbian and queer couples that were of color too, and that was so nice to see. I think that's probably the most people of color I've actually seen in one place since I've moved to Michigan, and that was just so welcoming. I know that's kind of strange, maybe, for some people, but for me, seeing so many black and Latinx and Asian people were also in the spectrum of LGBTQIA, it was just very validating. Sometimes when you're already a minority, it's very daunting to accept or express that you're part of another minority. Not only am I mixed race and not generally accepted as white by the general populace, but I'm also part of the LGBTQIA community. I'm minority minority. And then I'm atheist, so I'm a minority minority kind of minority? It's really funny. Charmaine from Militantly Mixed is also an atheist, and she is also in a not-so-typical relationship, and she's talked about that on her podcast, and it really makes you feel kind of vulnerable, but seeing the diverse people who are out there and brave and embracing themselves was really impactful for me. It just made me proud of who I am and proud of where I've come from in my journey of discovering myself. Not only have I been exploring my different ethnic backgrounds and trying to discover my identity, I've also been exploring my sexuality and finding my identity that way. That's just kind of what your 20s are for, right? Although it would have been nice to have some of these things or awarenesses or pride about these things when I was younger, it's just very freeing to be out in all the ways that I'm out and just being me. I'm in a really happy place in my life when it comes to my identity. I feel very secure in what I like and what I want out of my life and how I want to express myself. And that enables me to support my girlfriend as she goes through her process. Being transgender is not the easiest thing in the world at all. And I feel very grateful that she is sharing that process with me and I do whatever I can to make her feel as comfortable and supported as I possibly can. I've done so much thinking this month and looking back through the LGBTQIA community's past, 
especially from the perspective of a dancer and seeing how whacking and voguing came from the underground dancing communities, seeing the people that came before us and learning about some of the absolutely dauntless people who paved the way for people like my girlfriend and me to walk down the streets of Grand Rapids holding hands dressed cute as hell, both of us, and feel safe and feel happy and be accepted by so many people. There were thousands of people there. And the only protesters that were there were like a group of five street preachers that were outside. And that's it. That was just astounding to me. I I don't know. I just keep I feel like I keep repeating myself and it's just because I'm so excited and elated and there's so much going through my mind still. Our Pride weekend was on the 15th and this is going to be out on the 26th. So I've had a lot of time to think about it and a lot of time to process, but it's I'm still processing. As far as what I went through with my family, it was very interesting. I did not hear from one parent and the other, my mom actually just kind of said, you're an adult. As long as you're happy and healthy, I can't tell you what to do. And that was not a response that I was expecting at all. She said that she has expressed very strong beliefs because she has very strong beliefs, but her love for me is separate. And that was a very strange conversation to have with my mom, especially with our our history. But to know that she's not going to be actively against my relationship is a really big relief off of me. When I posted our pictures that a lovely, lovely couple with a cute little kid took for us, they saw us trying to take selfies and they offered to take pictures for us. I don't even think they were going to the Pride Festival. They were just playing at the park beside it. But when I posted those pictures on Facebook, I also said that I wasn't going to accept any hate. And if anyone had any problems, just silently unfriend me. All I ask is for respect for my life choices as far as choosing to be out and my choice of partner just let it be if they have a problem. But what I got was from a lot of family and friends, some I expected and some I didn't expect, just an absolute outpouring of love and people congratulating me and congratulating my girlfriend for coming out, just generally being so accepting, especially my friends. And I will forever be grateful for that. And I'm also grateful that we didn't receive any hate either. People respected what I asked for and I did have some people unfriend me. It hurt a little bit. But part of moving on and creating a new life, a life that I want to live that is unfettered by anything else, sometimes means moving on from other people. So I'm, I'm processing that as well. Not everyone reacted that way. I did have some, I don't agree necessarily with what you're doing. A lot of it doesn't need to be repeated, but essentially 
that they love me still as family, as a friend, but they don't support this certain aspect of my life. And that's also really strange. I'm not gonna cut family off for that necessarily unless it gets nasty. I can't imagine very many of the people in my life saying something negative towards me or my girlfriend and I'm kind of going to have to decide what I want to do with the people who have blatantly stated that they will never be in support of my girlfriend and I don't think that's fair at all to her and I don't want to make any snap decisions. They haven't said anything hateful or violent but you can't argue that uh, invalidating someone or refusing to validate someone is an act of violence. It's emotionally attacking. It wasn't severe enough for me to immediately just like write that person off. So I'm going to be talking to her and we'll just take things as they come. And if we have to leave some more people behind as we move on together, then so be it. Life is way, way too short for me to be terrified of people accepting or not accepting who I am. I lived that way for way too long. I'm not that old, I know, but I lost my early 20s, the time when everyone really gets to explore themselves and explore their identities, to a job where I was so under the microscope that it was ridiculous. I never want to live that way ever again. I never want to live in a way where I have to hide anything about myself and I will do whatever it takes to live as authentic a life as I can. And I hope that anyone who's listening and is not out or is going through the process, I hope you know that you're not alone There are a lot of us who have gone through or are going through these things. You know that my DMs are open. You know my email is somekindofbrown at gmail.com. You can always talk to me if you want to share your story or just be heard. And there are all sorts of online communities you can join as well. The world is a completely different place and the internet has made finding a community a lot easier. We have access to a lot of things that earlier generations who were trying to come out or express their gender in a way that was not conforming to societal standards were able to do. We have a great privilege in that. And I also hope that those of us who are out, we can kind of provide a springboard or a platform for people of different backgrounds and gender expressions, just diverse backgrounds to be heard, be seen, and be supported. Guys, I'm sure I could go on forever talking about this. You know that community and support is important to me and that's why I started the Facebook page and the Facebook group because that's what I want to create with all of you listening. I want to have a place where we can all talk and share, commiserate, sometimes celebrate, but mostly just be authentically ourselves. And the group is private just because I want to, again, just give people a safe space no matter where they are in their journey. And if there's something they don't want other people to see, their parents, their family, their friends, then they can feel safe doing it in the group. I have a lot of things coming up in the future for this podcast. 
I'm going to be talking to some people from some other backgrounds and expanding on what some kind of brown is. And guys, we're coming up to the one year anniversary and that is absolutely mind boggling. I'm so grateful and I'm so excited for all of you who are listening and I hope that you continue listening in the coming weeks when I do new things. And if you come from a background that I have not talked about, please reach out to me. Everyone deserves to be heard and seen and there are some communities that I would love to talk about, but I don't feel like I'm in a place to talk about them by myself. So again, if you want to be a part of what we're doing here, just shoot me an email, a DM, my Facebook and the group are some kind of brown. I'm some kind of brown on Twitter and Instagram. Just hit me up. I think that's where I'm going to end it today. The next episode is going to be a really heavy one. I'm going to be watching a very controversial movie on Netflix. Or is this series? Oh boy. Uh, When They See Us is a mini-series. Let me know if you'd like me to talk about this case and its depiction on this Netflix miniseries episode by episode or if you just want to hear a general review about it. But I actually heard about this case from My Favorite Murder. I'm talking about the Central Park 5 case if you haven't heard of it yet. So when I saw they were doing something on Netflix about it, I was both excited and absolutely terrified. I've said this before, I try to avoid anything that has to do with civil rights violations or slavery until I'm absolutely sure that I'm emotionally ready because I always come out of these movies so, so upset and angry and that's not healthy. But I think I'm ready to watch this series and I might do episodes in pieces or I might do it all together. It depends on what you guys say, and how watching it goes for me. You guys already know where to find my socials. I do have a Patreon page that is under some kind of brown as well, and it's linked on all of my social media. And speaking of Patreon, which reminds me of perks, we have a surprise as far as the logo goes, and I'm going to be releasing that on the 1st of July. I don't want to wait until the 16th. I'm very impatient. I'm very excited about the new logo. Just keep your eyes open for that. Contact me if you want to get involved. Find me on Facebook. I'll probably have a poll up about how you want to hear about when they see us on Twitter and Instagram. So keep an eye out for that as well. I said I was going to end this podcast probably five minutes ago. And I'm going to end it now. Thank you to Purple Planet for the use of your song, Love Life. I love all of you. I appreciate all of you. And I hope that you had an amazing Pride Month. Even there's a week left. So have an amazing rest of the Pride Month as well. And I will see you later with some more Shades of Brown.